0: Down straight past Memphis, where the king once sang about Kentucky in a blue moon. Gonna barrel through Jackson with Johnny on the radio, rolling like a freight train. to keep me going with that boom chicka boom. Two hundred miles ain't nothing when the wind is at your back. Got the diamonds overhead, they're keeping me on track. Thinking maybe this time I ain't coming back. Bella Blexing. Tell me all the things I want to hear.
1: Episode number 43 of the official Iowa Music Podcast. We're so official. I Dude, today's day and age, you can literally just say <laughs> official
0: on it, anything. Yeah. I remember I was had a conversation with Sean when we were doing like I'm super stoked stuff, and I was like, dude, people only become authorities on stuff because they're talking about it, and they have like a plat. They gave themselves the platform. That's all to it, it is. It. So we're the official one now. Nobody's fact checking this no. shit. I actually,
1: <laughs> I actually went down a tribute band wormhole the other day where I Did wanted you? to know. I'm seeing all these tribute bands popping up, and they're they're saying like. The official or the, <laughs> the premier, the most famous premier, and and then so so I I wanted to use because we have a great local fresh fighters the Foo yes. Fighters tribute band they're so good they are they're starting to branch out and I'm like let's use them as an example let me type in Foo Fighters tribute bands yeah and see who's out there right and like I found one that had like two thousand likes on Facebook and they okay. were like they were it said like world's most famous official and best. Foo Fighters should be bad. <laughs> Jeez, and and but then there was like there was one in the UK with like fifty thousand likes, oh and there my was. God. So how can you fuckers from Ohio or whoever you are? How <laughs> yeah. can
0: you say that you are the best? You're the biggest, best, and baddest. Now
1: I know, I know what everybody's yelling. You're yelling back. You're saying, but the Pork Tornadoes say they're Iowa's most popular party band. Was. You know, okay, if you're just going <laughs> off of Facebook likes, okay, yeah. maybe video views, yeah, and you're just talking about cover bands who play. Party music. Yeah. Who are from Iowa. Yeah, I'm gonna hold a case to that. That yeah. we are maybe, probably the most popular. Got some clout.
0: Okay, all right. But you, do. you can't,
1: you can't be a band with 500 <laughs> likes and be like the premier party band of Cedar Rabbits. <laughs> you can't say that. Okay, you can't. You I can't agree. be the world, the world's best. A uh, fucking tool cover band. If yeah. if you just started, right? <laughs> you can't. Right. Maybe your mom says that about you, but you can't.
0: Yeah, just because you're playing in her basement doesn't make it make her the the uh, authority on
2: you. Guys it. are my favorite. <laughs> I did. I actually
1: stumbled on an article uh, that I was thinking about, and somebody wrote it. It's called Are Tribute Acts Actually Legal." Legal. Yeah. Like, okay. is there issues? And this this person's basically saying that, like. She's saying technically most tribute acts are in fact in violation of the rights belonging to the original act in some degree. That's gonna be a very
0: gray area. That's a very big yikes for me, dog. (laughs)
1: That's (laughs) a big yikes for me. Said from a legal standpoint, any band can cover a cover a song during a live performance because there are blanket licenses like ASCAP or BMI. But she's also saying that with tribute acts. More is at stake because not only are the Tribute Acts performing the songs of the original act, they're trading and building off of the name, brand, image, and reputation of the original act to bring people in. Wow. In a legal world, we would call this personality rights or right of publicity. So um, she then goes on, like, you could find this article, just type that in. Yeah, she yeah. goes in to talk about, like, what's a legal test for this and, like, how should a Tribute Act do this in the right way? But there were three rules. These are crazy. Rule number one, don't violate a copy or a trademark. If you're in a Guns N' Roses Tribute Act, you cannot use the images of Axel and, and Slash, obviously. You need to, like... Which goes into rule number two: you can't confuse your consumers with your tribute act. Like this has to be, this is a tribute act. Yeah. You can't say, "Come see Guns and Roses for fifteen bucks." You know. Yeah. Yeah. See us pretend to be Guns and Roses for fifteen bucks. And number three was don't use words like official or authorized in the marketing of your tribute. Okay. So don't unless you really are. Don't you dare say official, world's best, most authorized.
0: Guns and Roses. Gotcha, gotcha. Isn't that weird? That's a little. Uh, well, it all makes sense, though. It does. Like I, it makes sense. But it is. That's it is weird. It's, it's just weird. It's. But it's a thing. I mean, it's now a thing because there are
1: more tribute acts in in the world now than maybe even like. Shit, regular cover bands. I mean, like yeah. that's the that's the quick way it's to popularity a, right now. It's a
0: bit of a shtick these days, you know. And and you know, I think any tribute band will acknowledge that. Totally. Like, no, no, we're in on this because one, because we love the music. Oh, 100%. We wanna, I would hope we, they do, right? <laughs> and, but but then obviously we want we want to like we we want to imitate this to whatever degree it's enough to call it a tribute yeah. band, right? So yeah,
1: who would you? I think we've talked about this before. What yes. if you could do it without? Any repercussions, and you could start today and have the perfect lineup in place. Yes. What tribute band are you doing?
0: Uh, I have the band, and sh- come on, you know it. Ah, bum, bum, Dang burr, it! Burr, burr, burr. Motion City Soundtrack. It's not Motion City oh, Soundtrack, it. man. It is. I just Matchbox Twenty. Whoa! Matchbox Twenty. Is that's there?
1: It. Is there? No way. Hold on a second. That's is there a thing. Matchbox Twenty tribute band in the world right
0: I now? I don't know, but that's my. That's Dude, what I would
1: do. We might need to cut this out of the episode because. Mashbox 20 Tribute Band. I'm typing this into Facebook. Yeah. There's got to be one out there. Like,
0: I don't think so. There's not many, man, <laughs> dude. Okay, that's, why? That's no, my why? Thing. Because it's it would be so cool. Oh man, like I've dude, I found myself singing singing along to Matchbox Twenty songs. They're good. And you go down the line, man. They just got like those like ten banger songs yes. that you can easily fill in around yes. with another ten with some B sides, some B side stuff. Like. That you're just like, oh man, this is good. You are gonna you're gonna tell me that okay? You're not gonna play three a.m. and people are gonna go fucking wild. That's your closer. Oh my god. <laughs> okay,
1: then I was gonna say something different, but now I'm gonna change my answer because okay. I'm gonna say Third Eye Blind.
0: Third Eye Blind,
1: now, wow. Now, here's the reason. Okay. Everyone knows the songs The Semi Charm Life, The yeah. Jumper, The How's It's Gonna Be. Yeah. But have you ever really listened to those first two albums, the red and blue albums that they put out? Not enough. They might honestly be some of the best stuff to come out of the late 90s, early 2000s. Really? They're, they're non popular songs. Okay. Like there's a song called Motorcycle Drive By. I've heard that oh, song. probably probably one of the best yeah. songs of all time yeah so I think uh, I, I think that would have a good enough clout okay. to bring people out but then you could also blow them away with just the good songs that that band wrote
0: yeah. No, that's a good point. Awkward third
1: eye blind. Third All eye right. blind. We'll have to see a- if that actually now. Let me throw it out there. Third eye blind matchbox 20. Great bill. Oh,
0: yeah. We Boy, would totally play I the same show. Crush shows. it here in Cedar Rapids.
1: <laughs> crush it. We're gonna <laughs> move our show to cocktails now and follow we got, we, Kale we Henderson. We got the U.S. Cellular Center on lock with <laughs> that, that line to tell you. <laughs> I, I w- actually wouldn't doubt you that that would be a huge selling ticket, man. So if you're out there, you owe us royalties yep. in case you're gonna do that. Yep. <laughs> well, um, dude, uh, before we get into this interview which was fan freaking tastic yeah. Jason Jason what a mind blower. Jason Shadrick, you don't know you you may not know him he's or like you've never the, met him. He's like the biggest name you've never heard. But I was just going to say that. Oh sorry. <laughs> no. He probably has like the coolest stories of anybody that I now know I in know. Cedar Rabbits. Yeah, um, we're talking like we're talking about meeting some insane musicians, interviewing them, being on Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. the, meeting Conan O'Brien and playing his guitars. Yeah, I mean, like how how do you even do that? But yeah. you, you guys will have to tune into this. But before
0: we get there, um, you got something to plug coming up, don't you? Well, I'm super stoked podcast, uh, my other podcast that I I work on, produce with Sean Pryor. I hope um, you guys listen to it. If you don't, um, you got to check it out. We I do want to plug this because we want it to be something special uh it's gonna be april 17th we're gonna do an i'm super stoked bar crawl and so we're gonna do like some little event stuff inside of there we might even do some stage bits we're gonna do like you know beer hunting and things like that and we're gonna do a bar crawl through cedar rapids what's the date Uh, on that april 17th it's a friday oh hell yeah actually so so yeah like we did it on friday specifically because we know lots of people who tend to get busy on saturdays and you know who what bar wants a bar crawl coming through on a saturday anyways they're already busy enough but friday it's april 17th uh if you can make it it's going to be a a super fun time we're going to try and do some things we've never done before so
1: i just put that in my calendar rad man yeah I will be there. Um, yeah, you guys number one like go check out that podcast cuz it's it's legit, probably one of my favorite in, in not let alone the area just podcasts that when there's a new episode I listen to it immediately. And then I text Sean I go, "I totally agree with your thing, Sean." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but also yeah, like uh, check them out on the Facebook and let's go do a buy bit on a proper bar crawl and like That's what 10 we want to do. Man.
0: We think that we think April's oh. a good time for a bar crawl, Ugh. you know. I think it'll be a Yeah, that's time, perfect. You know?
1: Because, like, it might snow, but like it's it'll be, warming, be eighty the it's next warming day up. Yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> it might it might snow but yes. it's gonna be gone and you won't shovel your driveway by that part. that's right because you know it's gonna melt. You're giving up on that
0: part <laughs>
1: <laughs> well well again we we appreciate you guys tuning in uh, hit, obviously hit that subscribe button give us a review that's why we uh, oh yeah it's it's hard work to put this stuff together i've been at aj's house for like 10 hours today and he wants <laughs> me he wants me out <laughs> but if you could just give us a good review or something it'll make it all worth it that's right uh this is episode 43 you don't want to miss this uh with jason shadrick of Premier guitars Mm -hmm. and the bamboozlers check it out right now right now well jason pleasure to have you here man i think uh i think it's going to be a cool episode because i i don't know if necessarily everyone knows who you are Mm -hmm. but i think when they know who you are they're like holy shit this guy's from around here and he's done all these (laughs) cool crazy things that i didn't know about yeah because i actually i'm not a guitar player Mm -hmm. um and I've only recently kind of found out about some of your your exploits, the videos, and, and, stuff. and just just the crazy things you've been involved with. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a no brainer. Is when we're talking, you know, Cedar Rapids and Iowa music scene. I mean, to, to have you as a guest. So thanks for coming. on, Oh, out, well, man.
2: thanks for having me. I've been listening to you guys for. A while I did my due diligence. I listened to the last couple episodes. Look at that. All right. That's yeah. why I saw that jump so, in uh, yeah. listeners yeah. all of a sudden. Oh, <laughs> I li- somebody's listening. <laughs> now, I, now I have to go see Josh Meisner. Play. Yeah, right dude, there. Josh you is know.
1: great, man. Yeah. Yes.
2: And the, the whole point of all this
1: was... Um, to, to introduce people to the, to the musicians in our community and the people that are doing stuff because we have truly such a great community of musicians and people doing good stuff around here, and sometimes you just don't know who they are and you don't know what they're about, and, and being able to get a little part of their story kind of helps you feel like you're invested in them, and It's right? kind of weird because
2: yeah. like what I do specifically is like it's obviously heavily music involved with music, but in a weird way, it's like more national things. True, than local, even though we're right here, based in Marion. You know? So, so let's just
1: dive right into yeah. it. You're, you are a guitar player, but your primary line of work is for Premier Guitar,
2: correct? Yes, now, I've been there. Like he was just asking me. AJ was just asking me. It's it'll be ten years next month. Is that wow. did
1: did you were you involved in the founding of Premier Guitar? Not or? at all.
2: No, I was. Um, I was living in Connecticut. Well, long so. I, I, I'm I'm from Davenport. I was went to high school in Davenport. Grew up in Davenport. And um went to undergrad in Minnesota, went to grad school U and I and then went out to Connecticut and then after after I was I wanted to move back because I had a young son and it kind of just fell I had heard of Premier Guitar, but I didn't know exactly I knew it was in Iowa somewhere. So so explain uh, what uh, Premier
1: oh. Guitar is, actually. Uh, it's
2: a guitar magazine and website. Mostly a website, but it also is a guitar magazine. Been around for a while, correct? Been around for probably, I think, 12 years, 13 years. Not a super long time, you know? And not like the guitar worlds and guitar players that have been around for decades yeah. and decades. Modern
1: but, drummer and stuff yeah, like that, yeah.
2: But, um, but really, I mean, there's three main guitar magazines that people really read, and one of them is based in Marion.
1: That's crazy. You know, Based yeah. in Maryland. Super so, <laughs> <Who laughs> for, wild. Who formed the company then?
2: Um, uh, the owner, her name's Patty Sprague, or Patty Ehrenberger, excuse me. And, uh, and she was in publishing um, and then decided she wanted to get into music publishing, and she's from Iowa, and she's actually Hoagie's cousin. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. And, uh, and so she decided to move moved to Maryland and say this is where we're going to start yeah, it. Yeah. She I think she'd previously lived on the East Coast and then uh, and and she's not a musician. Really? Huh. She's not she's just really into publishing.
1: So you're saying that I up. could start a magazine about rocket science probably, right?
2: You could. If you but but you have to be really good at starting magazines. You don't have to know start magazines. You don't you don't have to really probably be an expert in the in the field, but you got to be an expert at business.
1: But this is probably how you come on board, then correct? Um, She's probably knows how to do the magazine, but she needs some guitar content writers, right? Exactly.
2: Yeah. So you know all the editors are guitar players and music fans and all that for the most part, anyways. And um, so when I was so when I was in Connecticut to kind of give you a little bit of. Backstory: I was working for this company called the National Guitar Workshop, and um, what it was was like week-long summer camps uh, with famous guitar players. And it had been going on for quite a while. It started in the early '80s, like rock 82. and roll
1: camps, kind of thing. Like.
2: Yeah, but we would do jazz, acoustic, blues, funk, jam. I mean, like I I would go, and my first day of Work. I was in New Orleans, and they sent me to go pick up Sonny Landris to go do that. But like, I worked with everybody during that time. I got to work with everybody from Paul Gilbert to Pat Metheny to Jesus. John Molo uh, to I mean Greg Koch, Jimmy Vaughn, Buddy Guy, Joe Satriani. I mean, all these all these people came through and was a guest at one point or another. Holy crap! And so my main job there was doing marketing and artist relations. So I, they'd give me a big budget, and they'd say, hey, we need to populate. We need
1: them here on these we days. We need them here on these and
2: days and these dates. So okay. I, was in charge of book, yeah, I was in charge of booking <laughs> the guest I was in charge of the checkbook,
1: and, ready to roll. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You know, wow.
2: And so I did that, and um, one of my jobs, uh, one of my duties was to uh, buy ads in all the magazines. Guitar player, guitar world, acoustic guitar, premier guitar, and my ad rep, Gary – uh, who still works at the company, Gary Chachi, he was like, hey, would you ever come back to Iowa? I was like, yeah, you know, we should come back for Christmas or whatever. Hey, we should stop by the office. I was like, okay, you know, sure. And, and I was kind of like feeling, you know, my, my son was about a year old, and it was like, you know, all of our family is back in Iowa. And so I said, hey, Gary, if you guys are ever thinking, ever looking for somebody, let me know. And an hour later, <laughs> an hour later, I get an email from the owner saying, when are you going to be in town? Because I'm looking for somebody. That's huh. said oh, I'm in town these days. Cool, stop by. So six months before that, my mom had just moved to Cedar Rapids. Okay. So I was like, well, cool, I'll go see mom and she'll see the kid and I'll stop in here and blah blah. And I go in and they both send me directions, my mom and premier guitar. <laughs> and, and the like, directions <laughs> are exactly the same <laughs> until the last line. <laughs> and it turns out my mom lived a block from the office. And they had just Wait, moved what? to this new office. Yeah. Wow. So it's like wow, that's really weird. So I go, <laughs> I drop my wife and <clears throat> son off at my mom's place. I go over and and I was expecting them to talk to me about like a marketing position because that's what I was doing. Totally, yeah. Like, no, no, we want you for editorial. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I, I was totally, hold on a second. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so they wanted me for editorial because they needed somebody who could read and write like actual music. Um, oh, okay. Because I had a ma- I have a master's degree in jazz guitar, mm. so they knew I could. Read and write, and they needed somebody on staff who was like a real kind of schooled. I guess would you mean, be you for know. More so like, like if you want, if we want yeah, if we want to create lesson content, we need somebody. Who okay, can do that. yeah, yeah, gotcha. <clears throat> I was like, uh, okay. Well, the guy interview was Joe Coffee. Oh really? Yeah, that was the guy who hired me. So Joe worked for Premier Guitar. He was the editorial director for, for the first. Four or five years I was there. So yeah. that's how you met, like that's literally met one Joe. of the first
1: people in town the you met. The first person
2: I met was Patty, the owner, and the people I was in the room with interviewing was Patty. Who you Joe. play
1: with currently in a band called the Bamboozlers. Right, yep. All right, there we go. We'll, call, we'll, back we'll come later. back to that We'll come back to that in a
2: second. So I was like, yeah. And and uh, so that was like Christmas, uh, like 2009, I guess. And by March of 2010, I was moved here and started Full right up. Full, full time. The whole deal, and people always ask, "Is this like your is like your full time, like your real job?" I was like, "Hang it!"
1: It doesn't seem like it can be a full time <laughs> no, job, right? It's Like, oh, like, that can't uh, be a full time job. You
2: get bennies and the whole deal. I mean,
1: wow.
2: you know, it's it's a really great. So, is great that what sport. you're still
1: doing with the company? Then, as far well, as well,
2: it's it's changed because when I first started, they had Premier Guitar, and then they also were doing this magazine on the side um, with Hal Leonard called Guitar Edge. And so, when I first started, <clears throat> and Guitar Edge was mostly like a tab magazine. Mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. Would, they would transcribe like 10 songs an issue okay. and there'd be a couple interviews maybe and a couple of lessons and that'd be it. So they need somebody to write all the lessons for each song. So I would write maybe 10, 12,000 words a month for each issue about these 10 songs um, because I could tell them, oh yeah, and this one you got the third of the chord and this one you got this chord and blah 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 and on top of that I, I could I was well versed in like Sibelius so I could engrave and proofread and transcribe music. Okay. Which was a big plus because you know resources were tight and we couldn't just farm that stuff out (laughs) yeah very true so we did that i did that for like the first i don't know maybe eight months that i was there and then guitar edge kind of folded and then i just i'd always been doing a little bit of stuff on the premier guitar side but it was all like in the same building anyways so then once once guitar edge kind of folded and went away i was premier guitar full-time and that's when i that's when I started doing like writing features and doing interviews, right. and and we decided to start creating our own lessons. So I became the the editor of that. So basically, any lesson that Premier Guitar has ever done, I've edited or written. So wow. it's funny somebody just asked me. I think we're up to like five hundred and some lessons we've done. With, That's crazy. I mean, Jeez. people, Paul Gilbert to Jimmy Herring to Pat Martino and and uh, uh, tons of. I mean, we just we just I just did a lesson with uh, – this, and it's fun because I I get to – like if I ever – there's something I really want to work on or learn. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, who is really good at that? I'm going to hire them. Yeah. And then I'll – And then you'll kind of like
1: take the lesson basically. Basically,
2: yeah, because nobody gets more out of those lessons than me. That's very true. <laughs> You're spending I'm more time line, than anyone. <laughs> I'm spending more time on that, like line by line, word by word, note by note. I'm going through that lesson with a like, comb. You know? Wow.
1: So it's it was probably pretty natural as, as any print – thing in the world about anything has gone is I can tell that you guys have gone with the times like you're still printing the magazines I'm sure they're Mm -hmm. still selling but I'm sure that your online content has become so much more important as we've gotten into the current age right? Oh
2: yeah and I think the thing that separated well naturally because of when Premier Guitar started was that we immediately were like we need a really fully fleshed out website and online presence whereas like when Modern drummer, guitar player. When oh, they geez, started, there the wasn't day. even an in, internet. No, it's no the magazine. The yeah, exactly. Mm. So we were always like at the leading edge of all that, and probably the biggest thing that people know us from more so than any, more so than the magazine or anything, are the rig rundown totally videos. I mean, people who even aren't guitar players will ask me or reach out or ask me about.
1: Well, I, I did a little research today. I mean, your your YouTube channel for Premier Guitars has uh, 500K subscribers.
2: Is it already? We were just thinking. And you're, ju- you're underneath. We're just you're just underneath. there. Okay. i Because I was like, we were just talking the other day about, when, it's should there. we do something when, when it hits 500? And you I was like, should. if you told me if we were at 500. We 500. And, uh, <laughs> no, okay, <laughs> so it's like
1: 495 yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Put a pin but, in this episode. <laughs> but 213 million total views. Yes. 213 million total views. That is, that is insane. I mean, and, and that's what anybody who's anybody who has some sort of a YouTube channel <laughs> could ever dream for that type of, of people that, that will constantly come to your page for stuff. And I think your rig rundown stuff, that's probably been some of the biggest driving forces. to. Oh, the- yeah.
2: That stuff has been the most. I mean, if you just look at our go to our YouTube page and, you know, order by most viewed. Um. Well I, first. I have it right here. Oh, the okay. number
1: one, the number one most viewed thing on that page. five million views was an interview with Brian May, guitar player of Queen, by Jason wow. in 2014. Dude, that's you probably get asked about that all the time.
2: I guess by all the time. And it's funny because every, I've, I mean, we've done, I think, close to 300 or 400 rig rundowns. I can't even hmm. you know we do them every week, so every Wednesday, a new one. Pops up and one pops up today mm. and um and so and it's funny because a, a couple of years ago we used to do them all out of here and which which meant either the the band had to come through Cedar Rapids, Iowa City or Des Moines or chicago uh Chicago Milwaukee, Minneapolis somewhere nearby somewhere for nearby somewhere nearby right yeah, and and at that time, like the the Paramount hadn't reopened yet, it was you know before the arena got right redone. So there were, it was, McGrath wasn't around. No. So. Basically just Cell Center a,
1: probably. I yeah. Mean. I
2: mean, yeah, we did. I did, I did one with corn at the Cell Center. I think because of a technical snafu, we had to scrap. But Oh, no. I remember shooting one with Slipknot. It was Mother's Day. I when think Slipknot I went to that concert. And it was like, it, that was the most family friendly backstage I'd ever uh, seen. It's crazy, right? It I've was heard so that great. from so many people. Because. You know, they're all f- from Des Moines, but they had like their kids and their families were all hanging around. Dude,
1: I literally just had this conversation yeah. with Jason Anderson of the Paramount where he said that when Slipknot used to be around, that <coughs> that they'd walk off stage after smashing their faces onto kegs, like on stage to be like, Mom, so good to see you. I love you. Man, yeah. it's so good. I mean, <laughs> so cool to know that it they're was, just great dudes. They, they
2: were super cool. And it was wow. one of the first shows with their new bass player. Okay. After after Paul Gray After Paul Gray died. Paul Gray died. Yeah. Yep. Or at least, I mean, he had been on maybe for like a tour but nobody had talked to him right. and we interviewed him and we had the footage and we weren't allowed to use oh, it oh no yeah so that no. never that never so when you watch the rig rundown you won't see him in there right but, um but but Mick and uh, uh, Jim were super awesome super they cool. did they did the rig rundown that's probably way up there that's probably it up top might 10.
1: be i i don't have it pulled up but, oh. it,
2: but every one of those so a couple years ago after we got done after we had been doing those cuz those would be like long days we would drive to chicago totally we would shoot the thing and drive straight home
1: and then to compile and then go it back together. To work. And well, I think,
2: well, it'd be like on a Tuesday, I'd be back at work yeah. Wednesday morning. Right. So after a while we moved the video production down to Nashville um, almost all of our editorial staff is now based in Nashville
1: because a lot of stuff, a lot comes of stuff through comes there. through there. That's True,
2: and uh, it's just easier to get stuff turned around quicker when everything's down there. So, so
1: if you wanted to do uh, a rig rundown and be a, be the head of it and like go to Nashville, could you do that if you if you kind of requested it?
2: Or I suppose, <laughs> but, but you're it's just like, like whatever. I got I mean, other stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, I think those guys down there do a great job. You so know,
1: why do you think? Well, I mean, why do you think the Brian May uh, guitar player of queen rig rundown is the most popular
2: video i mean what, what nothing is to it? do with me but it that was one of the first ones where it was like uh what year was that 20 2014 2014 okay may, may of 2014 right so that was one of the first ones where it was like a real a plus level dude that, that
1: people wanted to hear that, from and
2: who was in the video Oh yeah, because
1: you're talking with this Guitac for the majority of it, right? right? And but then <clears throat> Brian joined us. We Joe. had done
2: Rush uh, before that, which was a pretty big one. And that one, we got called at like 10:30 that day. We said, like, "Okay, it's going." We're like, "Get in the car!" And me and Joe got to go. A couple of those, we're leaving right now. We're going to see Rush.
1: I mean, yeah. And we
2: sat in <laughs> soundcheck. It was the, it was the the tour they played the entire Moving Pictures record on. And we're mm-hmm. at the United Center. with was like 10 people in the United Center, and they're playing. You know, limelight or whatever, Jeez. and we're like, "This is the greatest thing I've ever seen." <laughs> this, you know? is, this is it. But the prime May one was was interesting because I got a hold of his, good, and it's like it's weird because every one of these things has like some kind of weird, of course, backstory about how it came together. So I got a hold through a uh, guy who was writing lessons for me at the time. Jamie Humphreys had played in Brian's band, and he was writing lessons for me. And I knew these guys were coming around, and because we basically said, if they say yes, we're going wherever. Like, we have to, yeah, we'll
1: fly. Doesn't that matter. was filmed in
2: Detroit. Was it really? Yeah. So, uh, we said, okay. So, we got, the, so, uh, so he put me in touch with Brian's guitar tech, Pete, who you see in the video. And Pete was super great. And because it was like the first night of the tour was in Chicago. And they're like, yeah, that would, that's usually the first nights of the yeah, tour are
1: messy. Just stay away from it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Especially if you want to do something, if you want to film them in a technical, like talking technically about their rigs without being stressed out about something. Yeah, sometimes you're like, I'm not sure if it's going to work, uh, you know, but so, uh, they said, yeah, let's do it in Detroit. I was like, cool, great. So this was like, we had maybe four days notice, five days notice, something like that. We got the plane tickets. I remember my wife and I were out at <clears throat> dinner down in Nubo the night before I was, cause I, f- I was going to fly out, you know, whatever, a Wednesday morning, we were going to stay the night and fly back the next day. So the night before, we we're going out for dinner, and my phone rings. I was like, oh, is was, hello, and is the publicist, hey, would you want 15 minutes with Brian tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> no, that's okay. I, <laughs> yes, ooh, I I don't would. know if I could yeah. fit that yeah. in. Oh. <laughs> I'm just like, come on, Sharon, yes. And uh, I said, okay, we well, got it. I was like, wow. So I texted, okay. I texted uh, Keys and my boss. I said, oh, by the way, guys, we, uh, Brian's going to be in the video tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, okay. Wow. And, and we're all, like, skeptical because it's like – they could say yes, but you never know. They could immediately know. say no. Yeah. <clears throat> we show up there, and they'd be like, sorry, who are you? you know. <laughs> so it's funny. We get to Detroit. We get our rental car. And it's at the Palace of Auburn Hills, which is a little ways outside of Detroit. It's not like downtown yeah. or anything. Drive, drive all the way up there. We get right in. We actually film filmed the whole thing with the tech first. Um, Watch some sound check. And they say, okay, cool, we'll take you back. Because we're like, let's get all that. Because we did a whole segment with yeah, the yeah. tech with Red Special just in case. Just in case, yeah. <clears throat> you know, just in case it didn't come through. So I said, oh, let's let's go back and talk okay, to Brian. Okay. I'm like, okay. You got, so you Brian's got Phil sitting with that, that camera? Let's go. Brian's sitting there on the couch and, and he's doing that And and I have to, like, hold Red Special. Oh and he gave, he gave me the the sixpence that he's using in the video. He gave that to me uh, to do it. And – and then, like, the publicist, like, sticks her head in or his assistant or somebody, and he's like, no, no go away. Go oh, cool. Away. So, yeah, was, like, was, that was the, hey, are you sure I can pull these guys out yeah, right now? Yeah, no, no, they were like, he was, like, totally cool. And, wow. and he was just telling me about how, like, you know, him and his dad built that when he was, like, 15. Jesus. Never been refretted. Yeah, Has I remember seeing neck. that. Like, they
1: basically haven't done anything wow. to that. Uh,
2: Not really. Not as much as you would think. Like, there have probably been, like, 60 strats that have, that have needed more work. Than right. That. And you got to think, like, he, he never, like, aspired to be a luthier it was like they didn't have a lot of money and this is how he, he wanted a guitar and this is how he, and he that's wanted how you get it things. right this yeah, yeah you, you got to make it and it's mm. stood the very light strings really light strings on it big neck on it barely any frets on it and shortly after that they came out with an entire book kind of detailing the the building and all that of, of that guitar but and then uh and then he's really into like animal Bright stuff and sort of animal rescue and that kind of thing. So, we talk so you just get
1: talking about that, and
2: <clears throat> and so so eventually we had to we we left and and he's and in like high fiving you know we go out <laughs> to the rental car we put the camera in the bag he's like oh by the way go up to when you get done putting your stuff away go up to catering and you guys go have dinner and, so you got to stick around for the show oh and yeah, everything, you yeah tickets for oh, the show so whole we'll cool. deal wow we go out to the thing we put our uh, uh, stuff in I close the trunk I was like oh no. I was like, I locked my keys in the trunk, oh. right there, and we we're like, oh, man, things were going so well. Things were going so well, so we had to call like a locksmith. Yep. To like try and get into this parking lot of this sold out oh, concert. Good that's, God, you know what I mean. <laughs> he goes in, you know, ten seconds, like I'll be hundred fifty bucks. And you say whatever. Yeah. That's fine. Whatever. I don't thinking. care. So, so we do that, it. and we go have we go have dinner and at, at, the, at the show, and then go to, and it was just. It was incredible. So if, was that, if that's one of the best. That's of the, that was if, one of the more. That was definitely one where my parents were like, oh,
1: wow. You, so, wow, you are doing something. Yes, there. you are, <laughs> yes. So if that's one of the best, what was one of the worst interview experiences hmm. that you've had?
2: Um, <laughs> yes. The band, yes. Oh, the band, the, yes. The band, yes. yes. Yeah, that was, that was a real tough one. We were in Omaha. Chris Squire was still alive. Um, he couldn't have been cooler. Steve Howe was grumpy that day. Just a bad he was day. Just grumpy bad that day, day, man. You know, and this is uh, this is probably around that same time. I mean, we drove all the way to Omaha. Um, yeah, he was just super grumpy. Yeah, you mm. where were you're
1: just trying to get stuff and we there's were. No and was, you know, he had
2: all these amazing vintage guitars, and he was playing it to like not so great digital. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I was like, mm, oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, but, but but I was really happy to. Uh, we didn't stick around for. The, it's funny. A lot of times we don't stick around for the show. Yeah. Well, we yeah, we got to get back to work. Yeah, we got to get back. And and if you stick around for the show, that means you're probably getting home at five in the morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes it's sometimes it's really worth it and sometimes it's not
1: and you can probably be a good judge of that yeah at this point, we so. usually i
2: usually know driving there it's like okay hey we're gonna this is gonna be an all-nighter so whoever i'm with you know we always there's yeah. always two or three of us together oh definitely know, so we could switch off but one of the great ones is like roger waters at wrigley field doing the wall
1: oh wow that wow pretty, really yeah that was pretty amazing. that's wow. that's gonna be a long night one right that's like, it's yeah, like, yeah, that's I, like I was sorry. with
2: uh, tessa and, and rebecca and, and i was like we're we're not leaving. Sorry, <laughs> Yeah, too bad.
1: You need to know this ahead
2: of time. We're not <laughs> and and I told him like, I was like, we cannot preface because this. it's just like is at Wrigley Field, and you're in you're in the mid we were, like, we're like second base was or whatever, and they have a wall that goes from foul pole to foul pole. Oh my! And the God. first half of the show, they the, the band is kind of behind the wall, but the, but the wall isn't built. So the first half of the show, they're building the wall. Like they, digitally? No, the, no. no. With with their, there's there's a crew of people building a wall. What? Yeah, you you have. Are you familiar might, with the wall album? Uh, yeah, I might okay. have to.
1: I might have to look. I'm sure there's, there's some a video. videos
2: online. They're they're building the wall. So by the time the first half is over, because it's a concept album, by the time the first half <laughs> is over, you can't see the band. It's just a wall. Oh my and gosh. then the second half, they had a plane for, on the roof. You can imagine, like, because like home plates behind. Yeah, it, yeah. So. so there's a there was a plane on the roof, and the and the uh, start of the second half, the plane flew in, crashed through this wall. <laughs> And then the whole time the bricks they're they're uh, showing images on the wall to go along with the story oh, that's happening in the yeah, music. Yeah. I mean, what a production. and then when they go what? to the, the solo and Comfortably numb, Dave Kilminster is on he's like eighty feet up in the air on top of the wall, playing the solo <laughs> to comfortably numb. Like <laughs> it's you're like visually it's it's the most incredible thing. He made a movie of it. I mean uh, but it's that one, and like you know, three rows in front of us is Billy Corgan,
1: just hanging out, You're just hanging out, just watching, checking it out. There are I mean. certain there are certain events and certain shows <laughs> that like
0: even the most Everybody famous musicians down. will yeah. be like, I'm going to that. They're game. gonna be there too. That's awesome.
2: And Roger Waters is playing the wall at Wrigley Field. You you, you know, kind of got to
0: go. Ryan,
1: you sort of got it. Go. I'm surprised Eddie Vedder probably wasn't there. I Maybe he he, he might have been there. You never know. We don't know. <laughs> you know. Well, you had said I, I was asking you a couple random. Yeah. I was like, you know, what's some what's some cool things you got to talk about? And you had said something that you had spent a day at Saturday Night Live. I did. Yeah. So we was that through premier guitars?
2: Yeah. yeah. Really? <laughs> I I would not be doing any of this. But, I mean, <laughs> no. No. I know people.
1: Chris Farley. They don't we were just buddies. let
2: uh, randos in there. But we were doing a series of rig rundowns. Uh me and Rebecca this, this woman used to work at Premier Guitar had this idea of like, well, let's do rig rundowns of all the late night shows.
1: Oh, that's see
2: that's super Whoa, interesting. Okay. So we did late night shows and Broadway. <clears throat> so, um late night shows both coasts, right? So we took a trip to New York and we knew Jared, but well, we know Jared the guitar player in the SNL band.
1: Who's he's been long time, he's right? Been like like years. that, that he's whole been, band, yeah, yeah. I mean, but Anton Fig was the drummer, Sean Pelton. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's Sean who Pelton. it was. Yeah. yeah, who's who's Anton
2: Fig? Who am I? thinking uh, Letterman. Of?
1: Letterman, that's who it was. We'll get to that in a second. Yep.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so uh, we um, so we got a hold of Jared, and Jared put us, you know, there's to get something like that cleared is like <laughs> layers and layers and layers, hundreds of emails it would take, it takes to just let them know that we're <laughs> not. Some hillbillies off the street. Totally, whatever, you know. So we finally get the date cleared. Here, you know, cool. We'll buy our tickets. We decide on that weekend or that week or whatever. We're gonna we're gonna be out there for three or four days. We're gonna knock out the Broadway stuff as well. So we go out there, and it was the host was um, super bad. Jonah Hill. Oh, host.
1: sweet! And like the, right when Superbad had come out. No,
2: this was. I can't remember. What, no, it was after Super Bowl. Okay, okay. I can't remember what movie he was probably Maybe like
1: promoting. Moneyball or something Could've like that. Been. Yeah. yeah,
2: it was probably around that. Yeah, probably Moneyball. One Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> Could have been, the, yeah. So, uh, and the the musical guests were The Shins. Okay. Oh, tight. I never heard of. Yeah. Oh. Never heard But of you're of. like, whatever. I was like, cool, we'll be there. And it, like Jack White was like the week before. I remember it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> dang it. I know. But he goes, but sometimes like, if it, it was just like a real high profile musical guest, they'd have been like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, they, they basically would've... picked what week we could do this. Okay, you know? so that makes sense. Because they were the, they were like, if we're gonna go out there and do Broadway stuff, Broadway happens all the time. That's was fairly easy for us to get lined up together, but everything hinged, hinged around the SNL date. So <clears throat> we we'll go out there, we get our. I still have my my pass, you know, and we and you walk in, and it's like a very tiny studio it's really tiny i bet you the, the, the there's only seating for like 40 or 50 people wow with that on the mm. floor you know you see when they sometimes they turn around and <laughs> yeah but it just it's super small and so we sat there and we basically just sat through we were there for like four or five hours and we sat. we watched the shins play a couple songs
1: for sound check no for they the record actual them. recording yeah
2: and wow. they record them as a backup from my ah, understanding. i gotcha in case something goes wrong, they can flip a switch and nobody will ever know. Wow. Gotcha. Because you don't really see a lot of crowd shots in there or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um so they did that and then they would they would rehearse a sketch and then they'd have like a break and then we would go up and we'd film a little bit with Jared on stage and then oh, we got to do this. Okay, so we'd sit back down, you know. And other than the crew <clears throat> and the people who were on we were the only ones there, so I'm sitting there as they're and I look, and like Jason Sudeikis just pops down. Hey man, how you doing? Jason, <laughs> What's up, dude? Like, yeah, yeah. And I can he, picture him <laughs> doing you know, that he was like, yeah. they had no clue. Who we we had did guitar enough. shirts on or whatever, but like Kenan was taking guitar lessons at the time. From oh Jared. no way! So he's coming up. So he had questions. Oh yeah, man, I've seen or you know? how do you play the F chord? And uh, <laughs> and so Jared, sh- and then we got to walk through like we were hosts like we had to walk through the back Oh, come, come out, out the door no way come out the door. That's that tight. Was, and and Jonah was cool uh you know he wasn't around too much but he was he was they got the, a lot going on as yeah, a I can't even imagine I couldn't imagine I mean imagine they, they were like you know those like little like 10 second bumpers sometimes they they were recording I remember they were recording some of those but the thing I do remember was that the sketches in rehearsal were way funnier
1: really way oh, funnier. almost like the the pressure like, mounts I when it's live like I get the feeling
2: that no, they were they were like lines were taken, changed, and taken out. Oh, and okay. I thought I mean there was this one about the NFL and concussions that was hilarious. <laughs> they, and yeah. I remember we DVR, I DVR'd it um, to watch it when I got home, and and it and it was in there, but like it wasn't as funny. Like, Can
1: you imagine that you're spending the whole week learning something that would be like? You're learning a song for a week, and then they just completely change yeah. the Here's structure new of the song. Verse, yeah. Yeah. Here's, oh nope, these words are totally different, yeah, and yeah. now you got to go to this key. Right? It, it, it would be crazy to do
2: yeah. that. It. I mean, it was. It was really impressive just to see, like, how many people it takes to keep that ship moving. I mean, it was. So that
1: was a cool was, experience. Well, I mean, what about, like, the late show stuff? Was that pretty fun show, to see?
2: Um, <clears throat> so they did a separate trip for... It, was this
1: when Letterman and Leno were involved, or were they... Yes,
2: so I did the West Coast trip, so we hit Kimmel and Conan. Cool. Nice. And, and Leno, because at the, this was, like, right after uh, Leno had come back. Mm. So Conan had already gone and left. Right, so oh, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. So it was Leno, he, they said they then were it was Conan, the Leno, right, right. But and then, then Conan left, so this was right yeah. after that. I remember because that was kind of like a big, a big deal. So we and Kimmel, uh, which was super fun. They have an awesome green room there. Oh, sweet. Um, I can't remember who was the guest. <laughs> there. Oh, the musical guest was um, he played the McGrath a couple years ago. Primus. Gavin DeGraw. Gavin DeGraw. Cool. Gavin DeGraw. Yes, and that was like out back. They have this big. Oh, yeah, the outdoor stage. stage. Yeah. That was cool. Conan, um, was it Vince Vaughn and (laughs) uh, uh, who was the guy? It was on Saturday Night Live. Tracy Morgan was there, and 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 a a, a sports illustrated swimsuit model who I don't remember the name. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. (laughs) And um, so and that was cool. And then so we're shooting with with Conan's band, and Conan's a big guitar player. Oh yeah, Hardcore he is. Guitar guitar boy. Boy. He'll yeah. play
1: sometimes with the yeah, band yeah. So
2: he has like this whole room in the back that's like about as big as this room, but it's like a guitar. Yeah, boat, just oh, everything. Oh, wow. He had a guitar, He has a guitar with his his the body is his face. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So um, so he came by and said hi, and, and those guys like Jimmy Vivino and Mike Marin, and those guys were. I mean, they've been the guys that you've seen.
1: You forever. seem. I don't feel like that's a gig you give up when when no. you get some sort of Saturday Night Live or late night show yeah. gig as
2: a musician. Yeah. You you generally don't see a turnover I mean, in that. Like, well, we did the Roots too. <clears throat> oh, nice! They did, I did the Roots rig rundown when they were in Iowa City when they played the Union. In Iowa oh, cool! City. Mm. And then um, another couple of people went out and did it when they were in. For the rig rundown there in New York, but but Kimmel was fun. Uh, Conan was really fun, and then Tonight Show. That's also the same band that's on American. That was on American Idol at the time.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so-, so Ricky
2: Minor was the bass player, and Paul Jackson Jr. was the guitar player. Paul Jackson Jr. played like the rhythm guitar parts on Thriller. Oh like, wow! Yeah, you know, so he was cool. So, but it's funny, like those guys. You talk about running a professional rehearsal. Yes. I mean, they played. Uh, it was not long after that Foo Fighters album "Wasting Light" came out. Okay. And so they played Walk. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. And they were just like, I mean, everything was charted. Of everything course, yeah. Everything was written yeah. out. Everything um, played Even if it's a like t- some silly like three-chord rock song, here's the charts. Here you go. Wow. You know, and he called it out. Oh, measure 27. Boom. Two, three, four. Oh, yeah. You know?
1: So everything, there's no wasted time, really. No in wasted yeah. time in
2: rehearsal. I mean, and and... The weird thing was, it was really like really buzzy around the time of the Tonight Show because Bieber was there that day, <laughs> and uh, I didn't get. A, we didn't stick yeah, around for yeah, that yeah. show, but, um, but yeah, it was just a lot of like. I mean, like, oh, Bieber's here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And the, PR, the PR guy that was with us, he's like just going out of his mind because Rolling Stone was there too. Like, he was there. Was writing a, a story There's yeah. a lot of stuff going on. You know, and we were kind of like, well, this is the weekend we're going to be there, the week we're going to be there. This is kind of when we have to do it, you know. But we got to see like Jay's one of his old fancy cars sitting out in the parking lot, wow. you know. Like that's his, you know. Didn't get to see him. You know, we said hi to Conan. Didn't see. <sighs> You know, most mm-hmm. of those guys yeah, most. care less
1: or whatever yeah, especially the yeah. but, yeah. but Conan came out and said hi I Conan, Conan would if, if you had to give Caller me a guess oh, taller than you think taller than you think
2: paler than you think too <laughs> uh, I didn't notice that as much but he's just like hey you know.
1: So so I got a question yeah. for you. Um, not being a very technical player, I just play drums and I make sure everybody else sounds good. Um, I've been getting more into the aspect of uh, wanting to know more about um, rigs and gear, especially being in the porch tornadoes. Like the rest of the guys in my band are all about fucking gear and like, oh, we got to get this gear. Um, does
2: anybody say, Mason, you have too many guitars?
1: Everybody does say that, okay. yes. But but then he also goes, no, I don't, <laughs> which is the proper response, right?
2: Sure. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> if I you, don't, you if would you at don't, least agree to that. I mean, if <laughs> yeah. you don't have to move them, then yeah. Correct. That's yeah, right. That's true. If
1: you, you had, say, if you uh, had a, I mean. a 16 car garage, you wouldn't, you could have 10 cars. You're uh, <laughs> fine, yeah, absolutely. right? But absolutely. But my question is, is I've never been to NAM before. Oh man. Should I go? Should every musician should go? Should I
2: go to NAM? The The short answer is, yeah, you should. Um, But there's like, there's, so there's two so NAMM. So NAM is like, for those who don't know, it's like a trade show. For is musicians, this like twice a year, is there a winter? It's, and a it's summer twice a year, a winter in a summer. It's the NAMI? big one, wintertime. Winter okay, yeah. winter's the one. I just big came one. back from that, and I'm just getting over a <laughs> sickness that you get <laughs> whenever you go to Nashville because you're around all those people. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's for like any. I mean, from that interface to this mic stand to anything, probably the cables, the and, cables, yeah. any little thing that's involved with recording or make from the 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 point of service software that a music store might use to, I mean, every little tiny little thing that's involved in whatever kind of retail chain it goes through. Even like the wood that guitar companies buy right. to make it. I mean, every little thing, there's a booth. Somebody's there with a booth selling it <laughs> at least at winter now. So there, there are two, uh, like you said, there's a winter and the summer one. The winter one is in Anaheim every year and the summer one, um, for at least the last six, seven years, it's been in Nashville. I'm guessing it's probably going to be in Nashville for the foreseeable future. But yeah. they did move to Austin for a little bit. And there was a time before, years ago, where the summer one, I think the one would move around a lot. Like it okay. could be in Chicago or whatever. But, but those days are, are gone. They're pretty stuck in they, Anaheim They know how Nashville. it works. Yeah. You know
1: where to go. So
2: Anaheim one is huge. If if you're I don't say claustrophobic, but if you're uh, <laughs> uh, if you're if you don't do well with big crowds and a lot of noise, a lot of just white the, the pressure of that. If you don't do good with that, probably not. But then again, if you're a musician, it, you're probably the, the noise thing probably won't bother you that much. But
1: maybe the crowds.
2: Maybe the crowds if that's not your scene or whatever. But it's it's great people watching. And then the summer one is in Nashville, it's downtown at the Music City Center. It's uh much smaller. <clears throat> and it's like in town, you know, it's like, it's <laughs> right in downtown. You can walk to the Ryman, you can walk to Broadway, Jeez, you know, from here, like you can drive there. Totally. Yeah. Was it eight hours or yeah, something eight like eight that? Nine hours, you know, with, with Anaheim, that's, it's expensive, mm-hmm. you know, to get out there and do it.
1: So are you going there as like a vendor of sorts? Like, uh, are, are you guys having a have booth? A, we have
2: a booth, but our, my main job there is to gather content. Yeah. You know, so, uh Joe was one of the Joe Coffee was one of the, the first people to uh um decide oh we're going to film demos at the booth. Totally. Like before any other music stores anybody was really doing that. He he was hopped on the board, hopped on the hopped on that train. So we've kind of every year we've kind of pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. So we'll do 140 videos in Jeez. 4 days or something, you know. And for the most part, and this is uh Big ups to our production team. Most of those will probably be out by the Monday afternoon. Oh, my God. You know, wow. so, yeah, so it's, it's – we don't sleep a lot. How many people are working for Premier Guitars right now? I mean, total or just – Yeah, number? total. Oh, like 20-something. Okay. I yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, but when we go out to Nam, we'll go out with a crew of like four or five – ish you know when we got to win it, you're there to work yeah we're there to work yeah. you know uh but it's fun because i get to see a lot of friends that i don't really get to see very often and a lot of like oh wow that's that guy from What is that, that guy i, I saw mean, him in that brian may video exactly yeah or not even like you're just like <laughs> wow i saw like we were standing at our booth one time and we turned around and Corey feldman was there surrounded by these like five women in angel the, outfits. his band members
0: yeah they were <laughs> the i angels? think that's his band members that's yeah. it okay yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're just all
2: like, looking and you're like, like, hey, Corey. Or <laughs> <laughs> this year, you know, Luke, right? Luke Vertel. yeah, yeah, yeah. plays with Amy. Yeah, so <laughs> he was he was uh, our booth babe this year, um, as most years, but this year he was uh, kind of taking the reins on uh, more than usual, and we were right across the aisle from the Harky booth. And so, like, Friday of Nam, Victor Wooten was there all day long just oh, playing wow. and playing and playing. <laughs> yeah. And we were, it was that was across. And then there was this um, harmonica company next to us to the right. And they would, like, he, this guy was doing, like, a shuffle and G backing track all day long. Yes. And every time I would stop by the booth, I'd just see look at Luke's face. Say, <laughs> I says, don't need another. Like, there's no reason for bass duets ever. <laughs> ever Correct. Ever. Ever. <laughs> I mean, and you can just like just the colors. Really so I sweet. picture
1: I picture Nam as like a Comic Con for musicians.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Like like very kind of people but the thing watching, is, it's but good not stuff. open to the public. Okay, cool.
2: You can't. You, I think there's one. I can't one, just go there. Yeah, can not, I? I not need the to winter know one, somebody. Not the winter. Okay. You have to know somebody. Um, and uh, the the summer one, I think the final day, it's like twenty five bucks. I think is okay, what they
1: and then the public could come. And in, then, pay, you get, then you get
2: call that public date. but the Winter NAM, the big one, and then they had this massive stage. The stage is like I don't know, like twice the size of McGrath out front, and like we'll go there one night and you'll see. Like the first night was Animals as Leaders, oh, just my God. playing right He's, out there. I think
1: Jeff actually filmed that, and he was like, "It was right. incredible." He just there, me, there. oh yeah,
2: he told me like that. I think he bought the guitar that Tosin
1: he that did, and then Tosin played it. Yeah, like he night. bought it, but then Tosin asked him to play it at that show. Right.
2: <laughs> insane right and then uh, <laughs> and so that was one night and the next night was like earth wind and fire and then the third night and this is like these are free comps. anybody can oh totally to. just walk up and then the third night was um oh it's Tower of Power jeez Tower of Power and it was like their 50th anniversary thing and, and my best buddy from high school lives out there and and he was the one who I was like fifteen years old, sitting in the car listening to Live Tower Power Records. I was like, "We gotta go, dude. <laughs> we have to go." <laughs> so we we show up, and it was it was great. Like, I, was I sure mean, was. you've seen like I've seen uh, Stevie like we see Stevie Wonder every year rolling around, just hanging out. He does, You like go over to the keyboard player. You'll you'll it's like you would totally see Stevie Wonder hanging out at a booth. That's just, crazy. Just bloop, bloop. so Jeez. it's I w- so to answer your question, a long-winded answer is yeah, you should try to find a way to go. Um, I might have to it's, someday. Just, just to it. see. There's not a lot of drum stuff in that. That's so all right. Yeah. So but there's a ton of drum stuff in Anaheim. Like and this was like right at days after Neil Peart died. Oh geez. Mm. So there's probably you know, a lot of- And there was like huge they had like his drum kit there. Oh, like, man, you know whatever, know, whatever company he's with. Uh geez. I don't even D-dub know who he is. He might be D dub. Yeah. And uh so but um but the the drum area of NAM, especially uh, Winter <laughs> NAM, <laughs> nope, nope
1: is hell. On I, Earth. I used to work in West Music Earth. for a couple of years and being a hungover oh college <laughs> student on a Sunday morning when kids are banging on cymbals. Yeah. Oh, Not man. for me. Like
2: times a thousand. Oh. I mean it's it's and it's just this dull roar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know that just doesn't you almost stop. don't Never know ends. that it's... Yeah, and until you, then you'll get back to your hotel and you'll and you'll just be like, "What is? See, happening? See, okay, here? that's
1: funny you say that. <laughs> I, I asked my my grandparents used to live very close to Lambert Airport in St. Louis. Like mm-hmm. when um, you would be at their house, you're just like, "Jesus, planes right over my head. I mean, she, my uh, my mom told me that my grandma told her one day the only day they noticed is on September 11th when there were no, no planes. planes yeah. That's when they noticed how close they lived to an airport wow. because they, they had grown accustomed to the noise yeah. and then it was gone. So I'm, I'm guaranteeing yeah. that's you getting
2: your back to your hotel. You get back to hotel and you just lay in your bed and you're just like, I don't ever want to hear. <laughs> I, <know."> I hate <laughs> music. You know, but then again, there've been like some, some of my like favorite musical moments ever. Like one time, it's maybe eight years ago. I wandered into the Gibson cause at that time Gibson was also uh, did like Baldwin pianos and stuff. Cause they mm-hmm. did a, have a bunch of brands and and there's this kind of crowd of like 15 people kind of gathering around this piano, and I hear this guy kind of just trying to play some, play this song. And I walk over and I look over, and it's Brian Wilson playing God Only Knows by himself <laughs> on the piano. And I'm like, does anybody here that, know what this that? is? Do you understand? I, yeah, I mean, that was, <laughs> that was one where I was like, I can't believe this is real life. I mean, that was, that was incredible. We saw, you, know, you see Slash comes around here. Yeah, every year, he and walks he, around. You know, all of your, like, who are like your favorite drummers?
1: Well, see, I grew up, like, indie, mm-hmm. indie rock, so, like, a lot of my favorite drummers are just kind of unknowns, but honestly, um, Matt, Matt Cameron was, mm-hmm. like, a huge deal for me when I was into grunge, uh, Danny Carey from Tool, I mean, and anybody that, that you know that is famous, like, like I don't even care. I, I would but love to is, see like, you do. The like, you'd be, like,
2: standing, like, I, I took a piss next to Bob Weir once in yeah. year. I mean, yeah. like... I didn't say anything. To All right, I'm yeah. gonna and I'm gonna, we, were, we and we did respect the like urinal plus buffer. Yeah, zone. yes, you right. didn't go around right yes. in no, no, no. invisible walls. you yeah. didn't say you did walk up and say this
1: must be where the dicks hang out. You didn't yeah. say yeah. that. No, no, okay, but I good. was
2: like you're thinking. I was like, hey, that's nice. <laughs> that's like that's All book. right, my <laughs> goal is to
1: get a a sweet endorsement hookup before next year Winter Nam, and, and I'm gonna go out there. There you go, <laughs> done deal. <laughs> done. Well, I, enough about that. And I mean, you you still do. You're a you're a fantastic guitar player. Yeah. I've seen you many times. Um, you, you play locally uh, with the Bamboozlers. Yes. Is that the only act you've pretty much played with?
2: Well... Because it used to be... um it used to be the Cedar Island Band. So actually, That's time out.
1: Story, I met is. you one time. Yes. I came over to Joe's house like t- 10 years ago because I wanted... Are um, we in the basement? Jim Gross. Yes. Jim okay. Gross was still Buzzy. playing bass. Buzzy. And I, I had mentioned to him, I said, listen, if you ever... Like, if Joe can't play drums or something, like, if you ever need somebody, I would love to fill in. And I just came over one day. I think Jim invited me. The house me. where he's living yeah, now. Yeah, but okay. not, he didn't build the addition yet. <laughs> so it was in the basement. Yeah, yeah. And because, and yeah, you guys were the Cedar Island Band. Right. And then you became the Bamboozlers. Like, yes. what, what, four, five, six years ago, something like that? Yeah. yeah. It's been for a little it. while it's now. It's been
2: for a while now, yeah. And so it was like a year or so after I started working at Premier Guitar. Joe's like, oh, hey, Chris... <laughs> Chris Burgess, the other guitar player, who when I started at Premier Guitar, was the editor in chief. Yeah. It was funny because he him and I only overlapped for like two weeks at Premier Guitar, <laughs> right? But he's like, hey, Chris can't make this gig in August. And this is like May or something. Can't make this gig in August. Would you be up for subbing?" I was like, sure, man. Yeah, you know. yeah, and I didn't know anything about what, what he goes, oh, how many like Buffett songs <laughs> do you know? I was like, one? No. I mean, none. I well,
1: actually, none.
2: <laughs> He's like, okay, well, here's the list. Here's like 40 songs. You know. I was like, cool. And also, there was a time where there was a gig slightly before that that Buzzy couldn't make it. So I was going to do bass on one gig and then guitar on the next gig. Maybe that's how that worked And it was out. at the Chrome yeah. Horse. It was at the old Chrome Horse. Yeah. Uh, and on- it was on a trailer outside. Yes. You know. And that was my first gig. And I remember Hoagie <laughs> was there. I was like, great. <laughs> you know? And uh, so I played And I I showed up thinking I was gonna play guitar And prepared thusly And then I show up And I was like No, no you're,
1: No, you're on bass You're on
2: bass tonight I was like okay. I have to go home I'm gonna go home And get my bass Come back <laughs> no. You know okay. So so there's a couple gigs Where I like I bounced back and forth And so I went into the audition or whatever, the rehearsal in May, and Ashley Henson was in the band. That's, yes, that is yep. correct. She was Ashley still in Hinson the band in there, the band. too. That's right. And uh, She's like a fiddle
1: player in fiddling Fiddle vocals, and right? keys, yep. In keys, yeah.
2: And uh, so they call us some tunes, and I played them. I was like, cool. And I was like, okay, well, I'll get them together by August. And I said, hey, can you just show up to <laughs> any gig from now until uh, then? Oh, sure. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay, yeah, sure. And so, like, so we played the park in Marion. We played Uptown, like when it was still at the Green Square at Park. The Green uptown Square park.
1: Yeah. That was a big Cedar Island gig. Yeah. And you guys went to like Key West a couple times. Couple, and- we've
2: been to Key West a couple times. We've been to Tampa. We just went to uh, Panama City Beach in April. So you'll still um, do.
1: You still have those connections through the Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Days. But what
2: we did is once we started going down and seeing the other bands that are kind of on this circuit, and there are all types of. There's bands that don't play any Buffett. There's bands that do like country rock. We're like, wow, we don't need to be playing this much Buffett. So we like <laughs> That's when it cut revamped it right? and that's when we kinda revamped it. Yeah. And and Billy Valencia was on bass, you know, and, and Drew Hearn. Yeah, so, uh, so when you became
1: the Bamboozlers and you kind of revamped a little bit, Drew Hearn was the original vocalist, correct? In the Bamboozlers. Yes, he yeah. was the original Bamboozler vocalist. Yes. Then for a while, uh, Justin Goodchild yep. of Birdchild was doing it. Yep. And now you got uh, Tim Arnold, right? Tim Arnold. Dude, yeah. Tim Arnold. Those those three, just name those three singers together. Those yeah. guys are phenomenal, and all I'm, of them. I met
2: Tim because I, uh, my wife... Tim Riven, right? Tim that's Riven, that's yep. what he goes by, yeah. And because uh, my wife, who's the real musician in the family, <laughs> uh, she's a full-time voice instructor, uh, amazing person. Uh, she was doing nine to five with revival theater company and they asked me to play guitar on it. Um, and Tim was the lead guy and I don't know who the guy. Yeah. Tim. Yeah. That's why I met Tim. And just kind of right after that, you know, we knew Justin was kind of like, well, who should, dude, we get? who should we get? And I was like, what do you guys think? And I think Joe had come and just seen the show. I was like, Oh, you hey, remember that guy? He was, he goes, yeah, he goes, what I am and I asked him and he he came, it's funny he came over to jam one night at Joe's place and cuz he's like do you guys do original stuff? Like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's like okay cool so he plays us this song and me and Joe and Chris are like looking at him like wow that's
1: really good. It's a good song.
2: He's like yeah I wrote that this afternoon just for this audition. <laughs> oh okay well uh, why don't you play yeah. your good stuff for us that you've been working on for a while and that's the bell, that song is Bella Biloxi which we just put a video out dude a that weeks ago. I was actually gonna ask that, that, that's, that's incredible yeah and so now we're in the kind of the early stages of putting together another record
1: well if you haven't if you so. haven't seen Bamboozlers they're great because they're super versatile in the fact that they, they, they're in that middle ground that we always are like you can't be in the middle ground but yeah. they are where they, they will perform and write originals yeah. which are which are fantastic they've got that kind of uh, roots rock mm-hmm. feel to yeah, it we'll do like a little reggae we'll feel do to
2: it jason isbell we'll do oh, we do a yeah. fun uh, reggae cover of uh don't let me down with the beatles yes that's really fun but they, but then they'll t- completely transition
1: into we'll these do, like, original or Hayter, these covers all, that yeah. you know very mm-hmm. well um and it's a great show it's an awesome oh, thanks, show man.
2: so yeah so we're kind of ramping that up uh this year we've we've we, and now Jeremiah Murphy's on base. Oh, oh yeah! You know.
1: I forgot to talk about that. Yeah, Did, I, I went and saw you guys. Uh, <laughs> you were in Marion. Uh, I rode my bike he, over there. Oh, this is past summer. Just and Jeremiah that Murphy's like, 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 hey, good, like, hey, good see you. And He's like, on the base. No, so that, that was like Jesus. his first gig. Yeah, he had told he me that day. In. He's like, he's like, we only practice like one time. I hope I do fine. And I walk up, and you're just hearing the he best had, bass tone you ever heard <laughs> in your life. All the perfect <laughs> notes. He had uh,
2: sub for Billy a couple times, and we knew right then that. Hey, if we give him a list of tunes, he'll like be fine. he came in and not even just had charts, he had him like on notation, like notated. Yeah, he, you note for note. We're like, okay, you kind of know right away. you he'll be fine. Exactly, you're fine. So, so when uh, when Billy stepped out, we knew we were like, like there's only we, there's one guy we release. Got to like hit him up first, you know. So we're ha- I'm very happy that he's on board. And, like, it just, you know, the band feels good. Tim sounded great. I yeah. sounded great.
1: So you got, uh what are some big summer dates around here that people might be um, able to mark on their calendars?
2: Let's see. Oh well, uh, this Saturday we're doing. Uh, I don't know when this is coming out. But
1: uh, it'll be after that. You can say last Saturday. <laughs> last Saturday we just did
2: this great like we were uh, awesome. fundraisers, great. But we're playing Moco on Leap Year Day. I still oh, haven't yo. been to
0: Moco. No, I oh, need Moco to go. Is great. Yeah, yeah. Moco. Little spot. Fun. Wait, what,
2: what day are you doing 29th. that? Twenty 29th. Twenty Nice. So that's going to be a, that's like a real big first time we've. That's probably the first time we've played in town with this new lineup. Okay. Because we did we did uh, the Friday night concert series in Iowa City. In August. Justin
1: was still doing Yeah, the, and
2: then we did a couple of VIP things. Uh, we occasionally we'll do these VIP things in Tinley Park, the amphitheater. Oh, yeah. So we did one for Dirks Bentley and then another one for uh, Jason Aldine. And we'll do maybe a couple of those a year. Um, but those are, I mean, Unless you just happen to be going to that show, most people just yeah aren't gonna just drive out there just for us. But um, but yeah, so that's that's uh, coming up. We have a whole. I mean, I, I mean, I even think to look at my schedule. But if you go to bamboozlers dot and bamboozlers Facebook page there. and stuff yeah, like that, they're all y- yeah. On if there.
1: you're out and about in CR and you're just looking for a like a. Nice set of music to be warm summertime and have some beers too. I highly is, recommend
2: the band is, I mean, it got to a point where like we only play in the summers. Oh, yeah. It yeah, makes I mean, sense, right? Yeah. Like
1: what, February? Uh, no, February? No, mm, people don't like summers, that. Right. Yeah. We're playing island music. Okay? Um, <laughs>
2: but it's not, but it's not. It's not, exactly. That's the thing, yeah. you it's know? just.
1: It's like it's almost like island music has has broadened. It's just anything that's positive, feel good right. music is like summertime music. Oh, here's here's
2: he'll, he'll be a breaking news thing. Oh for yeah, you. we're playing Surf Ballroom Labor Day weekend. Yes, oh, seriously. Wow. Yes. Have you ever played that room yes. before? Oh we my god, we played it two years ago with Justin. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what was yeah, that? It was part like a big festival, like a two day uh, kind of like the parent festival. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I mean, that's kind of that's kind of an unfair name for that drop because rock. that the. The like if you go to that festival and you watch four bands, they're going to sound totally different. Yeah. Some will sound exactly yeah, course, how you think, course. you know, but others, will. yeah, like is that noticed noticed yacht rock? Isn't that yacht rock kind of no, thing? Or no, no, yacht different? rock's a little smoother. Okay. I think the defining characteristic could be the lyrical content. Like okay. Like you're singing about a beach. Correct. And, and having a Corona. Uh-huh. That's. Chop rock. That's, I think so. But that's kind
1: of, <laughs> yeah, because you could take your yacht to a beach, though. You, you know could, what I mean? Yeah. But,
2: there's a, but once like the smoothness of the production, you know, uh, there's a okay. little more like mm. singer-songwriting, rootsy gotcha. kind of stuff. But, but like on our last record, we had uh, Jimmy Buffett's uh, pedal steel player play on a Jeez. couple of tracks. Wow. And then we had this cat named Daniel Donato. Do you know him?
1: Man, that sounds young, really familiar. Curly hair, is young he from around Nash- here?
2: No, he lives in Nashville. Burning like straight up. Have you ever been to Nashville? No, yeah. I've actually
1: oh. never been in Nashville. Mike,
2: you got to get out of this bubble here, man. You I man. will. you know, <laughs> I go a
1: lot of places. I've just never been in Nashville. <laughs> but
2: this kid, he was a uh, he was like a wonder kid. He's like when he was 17, he got this gig playing for Don Kelly on Broadway, which is like G guitar gig. And
1: Broadway in Nashville. Broadway or? in Nashville, okay, yeah.
2: yeah, and uh, ripping ripping guitar play. So he played a solo on the record cool uh, my wife sang that's the last album the one you yeah just put dave out zolo yep. produced it and played uh-huh. it on a track and and uh so that was cool to have those guys um those guys on the record and uh, so yeah we don't quite know what we're gonna do yet for this record um we're still in the early yeah early days but um but yeah that that surf ballroom gig that's a big circle on our calendar
1: yeah, that, that 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 was oh, we're still Cedar
2: Ridge in June. Nice, Ooh, yes. uh, the
1: outdoor stuff or no? You probably do the indoors. Uh, the I don't know. Yeah, it's a co bill.
2: It's a bill with this guy named uh, Tom uh, Tom Shepard and his wife Coley. And Tom okay. uh, is a songwriter from Nashville. He's written a lot of number one hits. Um, on on the kind of scene we play, he's he's a he's a pretty big act. So I know we're doing that. Um, but yeah, but Moco is probably the most that's coming we're on. up. Yeah, we have some stuff in the Quad Cities coming up which is good because we never get back back to that. But pretty soon we're going to be dropping a bunch of – I think New we're just dates. tying the bows up on a yep, bunch that, of stuff. That's and how then, we are too. <laughs> you know, wait, and then we're just kind of – But the Mocha one, that that's what we're really looking for. That's our first time. in We played there when when it was Dick's Place. Yeah. Uh,
1: and time to yeah,
2: and he let mm-hmm. me book some acts into there. So I brought in the first night was Mark Letary from Snarky Puppy. Yeah,
1: that's right. That was the opening night. Yeah,
2: sold out. Yeah, Great. Um, and Mark, I just saw Mark and Nam, and he's like, "I would love to come back and play that room." I was like, "Well, well good kind good news, of. bad news. <laughs> yeah. The building's still uh, there, but um, so uh,
1: Moco. Is, since I haven't been in there yet, is, the is that building. live room still there? I don't there, think so. It's,
2: no, they've remodeled. They've they've he's changed. Well, have you been in good. Moco yet? I've been in Moco. It's oh, so. Were you
0: ever in Dick's uh, tap But uh, uh, I never went into Dick's. So tap, see, we tap can't. Shake. We can't so reference each other. It's basically like
2: They they the wall the bar. You know how the bar was in the middle. It was still there for Dick's. and the left side was just a big music room, okay. and then the right side was, like, the uh, bar, like, Mahoney's, like, everybody knows. Well, know, I guess there. we're
1: all going to have to go to MoCo on February 29th. That yes. sounds good to me. So yeah. that we can figure out
2: what the heck's going yes. on. Yeah, that way we can figure out where we're going to go. Yes. It's going to be – I think it's going to be a pretty cramped uh, stage. But and but anyways, when it was at Dick's Place, uh, Daniel came to town with his trio, and and we played a whole new record, yeah. and the record mm. hadn't come out yet. We played a whole new record there and then jammed with, with oh, Daniel, that's right. and he was yeah. Just, he he's just... It's just like, he's so, so good. You know, it's like, why am I playing Folsom Prison with this cat? I mean, <laughs> and it was funny because like, we'd play solo. I'd play solo, he'd play solo and then we switched guitars yep. and then we played some more. And it, that was... And Jeff was there taking pictures. Cool. Barth. Oh, we gotta love Jeff. Yeah. And uh, so that was... That was really, really, really fun. So... Uh, yeah, so we're looking to ramp that up a little bit, looking, uh, you know, and usually like once a year we'll go down and do a festival in Florida or yep. somewhere, and we just this one we just did with Justin in last April. We went down, and we were literally on the beach. <laughs> like the ocean was right there. There's right. not
1: a better uh, we were on setting the beach. at that point.
2: It was great. We did a whole Buffett record front to back, and we had a bunch of guests come up and, and play with us, and, uh, and it was just like, man, it was, it was so good. It's funny because that was like his last gig with us. No, it wasn't
1: close. to Close to his yeah. last gig. It was
2: Billy's last gig with us. That's what it was. And then Drew's last gig with us was on the beach in Tampa. <laughs>
1: You're like, come on! And
2: it was. This that, should make you stay. <laughs> well, it was funny because it was like that was that Tampa gig, man. That was one of the top three or four gigs we'd ever had oh, because we're facing yeah. the ocean, and it was people from the edge of my edge of the stage. As far as like we could going see, out into the water. Going out into oh, the water. Geez, come and it was on. it was nighttime. <laughs> and we were like this like tweener thing yeah. between like headliners. And it was like we just destroyed. It was so good. So good. We Dude. played this great we played Shakedown Street by The Grateful Dead. People went bananas. Oh yeah. Bananas. Oh, no hard plays. Less. Ah
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll play The Grateful Dead. We, we I even tricked him into doing a fish song once. <laughs> no, guys, <laughs> it's cool. Like don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: Well, dude, man. it's 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 honestly a pleasure to finally meet you. Yeah, man. It's a pleasure to know that you've done all these crazy cool things, and you're you're representing a company out of Marion, and you're still living here, and you're playing music in our community, and 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 repping our great community when yeah. you get out and about. So uh, appreciate you being here. Check out Bamboozlers. Uh, check out Premier Guitars. Definitely go now and look at that uh, interview with Brian May, the Rig Rundown, because that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. People
2: always ask me. My favorite one is probably the one I did with Vince Gill. Oh, that cool. One. We did that at his house. That was pretty fun. Yeah, I would say so. And I mean, Brad Paisley was pretty fun. Um, but that, the, oh, the one I should also mention is uh, the one with Rock of Ages. Is oh. uh, that was one on that trip? And we're getting there. <laughs> it was, it was the, the the musical Rock of Ages, and the guitar players are Joel Holkstra, who plays with Share and okay. Trans Siberian Orchestra and <laughs> White Snake. Pretty good. And um, Tommy Kessler, who plays in Blondie, and. Th- if you sub on it, because I was like, what if you sub on this as a guitar player? What if you sub? He goes, well, you have, they have to put you in a wig. I was like, wow. What? So even if, like, if it was me, he goes, oh, yeah, we have to. I was like, do you have one? He's like, yes, let's, let's go yes. back. So we went back to like, the wig shop, and they're like, oh, we have this extra wig. It was made for Regis, Regis Philbin, because oh they were God. doing a thing on Regis and Kelly one day. And I was, I was like, and, he goes, and the w- wig is like, yeah, I think it'll fit. So they put it on. And I was like, "What if I just did the whole interview like this?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it." So when you watch the video, which one is that? It's uh, Rock of Ages. Okay, if Rock, just of, type ages, ring Rock of Ages. You my name in Rock of Ages, you'll find it. But it's like I did the whole thing in, and I don't even mention it. No, I just act was, like it's totally normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally normal. <laughs> and You're people like, have emailed me like, "Wow, because it looks Dude, how old like was that interview, bro?" Well, because it's the only like, I mean, hair down to here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and some people have asked me like, "I didn't know you had." That long hair. I was like, I did, but it, but because it, it was done like by a professional. Oh, totally. Like, it back. actually looked, uh, legit Like awesome. I sent a picture to my parents, and they're like, "What? What? What happened?"
1: <laughs> this music thing <laughs> well, isn't yeah, working out is anymore. Crazy, <laughs> you know? but
2: that, that, that's the one that people. Those three probably. Well, we gotta
1: get about. we gotta get them up to five hundred k subscribers so they can have right. a party. So go subscribe, go watch some videos, Thank and you. uh check out Jason and the Bamboozlers when you get a shot. All right. Yeah. Thanks
0: for coming, cool. man. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Nice to meet you.
1: Bye.